Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, my friends, it's coming up that time of year again, the Lifestyles Unlimited Annual Expo and Bus Tour. This is the largest real estate investor event in the country. A lot of people say that. I am right now guaranteeing that. And if you like, anybody out there, anybody, any, give me name of any real estate guru guy, training guy, real estate educational program guy, any company out there who says they have a larger real estate investor training program, bring them on. I'd be happy to go on TV and embarrass myself proving that I'm wrong or proving that I'm right in front of all of them because you know there is nobody else out there. We've been here 30 years. We have 50,000 clients. We're in every state in the country and in many other countries. So the bottom line is this is the best. This year's expo is going to be in Dallas. We normally have it in uh, Houston, but this year we're going to have it in Irving, Texas. We've got a venue up there that's close to our office we like, and it's brand new, so it's going to be a nice place to go. And as we do each year, we kick off the expo. And by the way, if you want to know what the expo is, it's 5,000 investors and experts getting together hundreds of industrial experts that are going to get up there and speak and teach, networking for two days at educational classes, right? My annual speech where I give about what I think is going on in the marketplace and introductions to the top investors in the country. All that goes on along with a vendor area where you can go and build your team, meet all the different vendors we use to run our business, Real estate's a team sport. You need your team. Along with, uh, for the people that are members of Lifestyles at a certain level, there is also going to be a lot of private events, big networking events for people that are doing syndications and or passive investors can meet each other out there. Along with that, there's going to be a bunch of parties and so forth. So let's go back to the bus tour. 
What is the bus tour? It's one of the neatest things we ever invented 30 years ago at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's the ability for people to go look at somebody else's business. Let that person tell you what they did, show you the before pictures, the during pictures, the after pictures, to give you the financial analysis and how they've improved it over the years, to walk you through the property, let you see and feel, touch, and even smell the difference between a class C, D, B, A, A, B, C, D, whatever type of property they have, and the changes, how they reposition the property to make it worth any time from 25 to 100, even seen as high as 400% increases in value. So it's a very, very interesting construct. And the way it works is if you sign up for it, you'll be able to get on a bus. We'll provide you with breakfast and we'll provide you with lunch. You'll spend the whole day on the bus. And you'll go to these award-winning properties with these award-winning investors. You're going to learn all their techniques, you know, many, many ways to make millions of dollars with these things. And then at the end, we're going to come back to the office, the headquarters, and we're going to have a debrief. And we're going to go over what you did see, but what it should mean to you and how it can change your life. Big, big deal. Normally what happens is you get in there and the entire day tour will get you to four different properties. And uh, then we'll come back for the debrief, cocktail party, and so forth. So it's a big, big deal. Here, before we get to the expo, we're gonna bring some people on that are some of the people that are going to be sharing their properties with us. And I have one today here, and this is a very special individual for me because it took us almost twisting his arm for years to get him to come into lifestyles. Now you say, well, Dell, are you gonna twist my arm? No, no, no. This is one of the more interesting stories out there at Lifestyles. Had a gentleman that I twisted his arm because he was vice president of the second largest property management company in the country. And I said, look, John, this was John Lama Ridgeway. We call it Johnny Lama Ridgeway, but it's John Ridgeway. And I said, John, look, what are you doing? What are you doing? We're out here making millions and hiring guys like you to make peanuts to, to run our businesses that we're making millions. And I worked on him and worked on him and worked on him. And I just about had him. He was ready to, to give his notice. And one day he called me up laughing and he says, you know what? My company just let me go. They gave me six months worth of salary plus a, a closeout bonus. I'm ready. And at that point, John went on and bought about 10 apartment complexes and retired and became a millionaire from a guy who told me over lunch one day he didn't know and didn't have any understanding how he was ever going to retire because he had gone to a meeting with his 401k specialist to sit down to talk about retirement and basically the guy told him there's no possible way. Fast forward, John's here, John does it. John has a friend back in the same business. A gentleman's been in business for 30 some odd years, 36 years in the property management business, has operated up to 26,000 units at a time, hundreds of properties in almost every state in the country, and still own no real estate himself. And John worked on him and worked on him and worked on him. And that's the story we're gonna to hear today. And with us here today, who's now massively successful with thousands of units under his belt, owner, of many, many different properties all over the place, different sizes, different stories, all of which we'll try to get to. But today we want to get to what he's going to be showing on this bus tour, Mr. Robert Tinning. Robert, welcome to the show. Hey, Dale. It's really great to be back. Thanks for having me. Don't think I can cover really effectively how into this business you were before we talked you into getting into this business. Can you share that with people? How can someone be so embedded in a business and yet knowing that you did all these wonderful things for all these people all these awards all these amounts of money you raised all these millions of dollars of increased noi 
and you didn't see it for yourself. Can you share that? Because there's got to be somebody else out there like you. You know, just the super stud in corporate America that can't see stepping outside of the 401k. You know, you get sucked into the whole uh, corporate ladder and getting advancements and all of that stuff. And honestly, I thought it was going to be like a law firm. At some point, somebody would say, gosh, Robert, we want to make you a partner in this. And it only took me about three decades to realize that wasn't happening. So at about 10 years of Ridgeway trying to get me to join Lifestyles, I kept going, yeah, I know there's some secret sauce how these guys were making all this money, but I don't understand it. I don't have the money to do it myself. So I just need to keep my nose clean and keep working hard and somehow it'll work out. So I guess the short answer is I was a little dumb. <laughs> you know, there's a big difference between the word dumb and ignorant. And ignorant of a topic or a subject or a point of view is not dumb. It's just ignorant of that topic. And I, I've got a million of those blank spots in my life. Blind spots. I can't see. I don't know. How did that guy do that? Well, you know, Bob. So that's not a problem. What the problem is is... What does it take? What did it take? And this is not the problem, the solution. What did it take to get you over the threshold, to make you come in and at least listen to the seminar? You know, I mean, I was heading up a large property management company, very successful, could have retired from there. But it was uh, the nine-to-five grind, the, the commutes every day in Dallas traffic. But one day, John and I were actually at a Texas Department Association golf tournament playing together and waiting to tee off or on a green or something. Like he's done for 10 years, he's trying to get me to join and be lifestyle a member. He goes, so, Robert, when you retire, what are you going to live on? I'm like, that's a dumb question. My savings, my equity, my 401k. And he goes, yeah, so you're hoping your money runs or lasts longer than you, and you don't die before your money runs out. I went, yeah. And he just laughed and goes, I'm never going to touch any of those sources of income. I've got passive income. And I don't know why, but after 10 years, that was the knock upside the head that made me go, wait, what? Were you at a softened point? Was there something going on in your life at that point at work or something that might have been the, you know, the, the flashlight in the dark transition? No, I think, honestly, that was probably why it was so scary for me uh, to make the jump because I had that save cushy job, the great salary, and I'm thinking, you know, after three decades of working, if this doesn't work, am I going to find another corporate job? We'll pick up the rest of the story on the other side. We'll be right back with Robert Tinning and Del Wamsley Radio Show. Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. I know people that spend every penny they make that end up becoming multimillionaires, and I know people that save 5, 10, 25% of what they earn, and they end up with money. But the reality is, it's not how much money you save over a lifetime, it's how much that money can make for you at any one time for you to survive on. Let's say you save, 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 you come up with $100,000 and want to retire. Right now you can earn 1%. The best fund manager out there can promise you 3% return. In other words, we can draw down 3% a year for the rest of your life, which is 3,000 bucks a year. You're not going to be able to retire on that. Yet a husband and wife team who found out and discovered this stock market wasn't going to get them there, that that kind of savings and that 401k and IRA stuff wasn't going to get them there. They decided to look into real estate investing. And in 18 months, not 18 years, not 30 years, they accumulated nine houses producing $72,000 a year in passive income. 
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Robert Kinning out of Dallas, Texas. Robert's going to be one of the presenters on the uh, Expo Tour, the bus tour that's coming up here. September, let me get the exact date for you here when this is going to occur. I should have all this memorized, but I never memorize anything. That's just one of my rules in life. Don't clutter your brain with things you don't need to memorize. September 3rd and September 4th in Irving, Texas. Register for this tour. You get to see um, four apartment complexes by four of our experts out there. And uh, Robert's going to be one of them. So, Robert, um, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions about coming in from a position of total knowledge before you got here, which is about zero of the rest of our members come in that way, very few. Most of them are starting with no real estate experience at all. You're coming in with massive amounts of real estate experience. You go to the two-day, obviously, you sit in the two-day, and everything we have to say is something you already know as far as the real estate facts. So my question to you, if possible, if you can remember back to 2017, which is quite a ways back, do you remember how the reorganization of the material or the organization of the material led for any epiphanies, not because it was new information, but just because it was reorganized in a manner that made it more usable for you? A couple of things. I mean, I tried to go out and raise money on my own, but hey, I've been the National Apartment Association PAC chair. I've raised millions of dollars, so I'm sure I can go do this. And I found out that friends and family saw me in a door and ran the other way, so that wasn't going to work. So going to the seminar, I realized there were so many like-minded investors in that room who had similar ideas and wants that of just pulling those monies and the resources. And then all, just, frankly, all the educational material from the investment side, the ownership side, that I'd never really, even in 36 years of property management, focused on that kind of stuff, depreciation and all the different benefits of owning real estate. Gotcha. Yeah, the raising capital thing is 
quite perfunctory to the average person out there in corporate America, because that's the one thing you never do. You never raise the money for the business. And interestingly enough, you, you think that it's going to be easy. I'm just like you said, I'm not just reiterating what you're saying. I've heard this story many, many times. People go, well, I'll just go out there and do this on my own. And when you go to try to raise capital from unsophisticated investors, that in itself is difficult, you know, because they're not ready to pull the trigger. And number two, in some cases, it could lead to some very poorly devised legal situations. In other words, taking money from people that are not sophisticated investors is problematic in many situations. So it is more challenging than everything else. So now you get in here and you see you've got, okay, wow, that's how these guys are raising this capital. What was your first step out of the blocks? What did you do? I was uh, might be a little bit different because of my experience, and I've, frankly, I've seen so many bad examples of property management and property management companies. I didn't want to become a passive. I went straight to being a lead and did all the courses. You know, kind of accelerated it, I guess. But then we went out and found a 120 unit property, and that was our first purchase. And I see that you uh, dispensed with that one pretty quickly, 24 months later with a 56% gain. Was that because that one was just too small or because you needed to liquidate your capital and move on and grow? Really both. We do like the larger properties because of the economies of scale. You can hire, frankly, a higher season, more professional manager and staff that I definitely wanted to redeploy my money into bigger deals. So we went from 120 unit to the second property was a smaller 68 unit. What attracted you to that small property there? So that one's kind of a interesting little unicorn. It was built as condos. Um, it sits on a great corner in Arlington, Texas, a submarket of Dallas. So it's got huge, very distinct floor plans that you just wouldn't find anywhere else. And it just had so much upside to it. It had been deferred so long, and we thought this is such a great gateway to this sub-market, um, high visibility. We're going to leverage all these big boys around us that are spending all the money on marketing and all of that to pull traffic into the market, and they're going to stop at our property first. And it's been very successful. We've raised um, rents over 10% a year for every year we've had it. Wow. Then you went right down the street and bought a second one. It's sister property for 250 more units to give you the economic scale you like. Yeah, actually, it's literally next door. Um, this is where, again, lifestyle is the team you build, the, the networking you make. But the same broker that sold me the 68-unit deal just called me out of the blue and said, hey, if we were able to get the 250-unit deal next door, would you be interested in buying it off-market? And I said, oh, heck yeah. So that's how that one came about. Now, that one was so good that we used it on the Masters Tour way back in 2019. Uh, since then, you've done a 464-unit and a 360-unit. Which one are we going to be seeing on the Masters Tour this year? The 360-unit deal that we closed in September of last year. Okay. Tell us about that. What attracted you to that deal? Well, this is kind of a funny story because, I mean, last year, you know, March, COVID hit and all of that. And it froze up everybody. I mean, it froze up brokers. It froze up buying. It's just everything. And I thought the last thing I'm going to do right now during these times of uncertainty is look for another deal. But then a broker came to me and said, would you be interested in looking at this deal? And I'm like, well, I'll look at any. And I used to look at 20 to 25 before I would find one that would catch my interest. I'm probably up to running 70 to 100 performance now before I find one. But this one caught my eye right away. It was at a great point because the people selling it 
owned a lot of industrial and office in California and were just bleeding cash and needed to liquidate their apartment portfolio to get some liquidity. So we got it for a really good price before everything started spiking and people were still frozen. And it made sense from day one. We did distributions after the first quarter. We're beating our projections. And that's even before we started doing the rehab, which we're doing now. We'll have most of it done before the tour because we kind of put that on pause during the uh, pandemic. But it just so it made sense even just as a yield play as sitting there as operating like now. But it's also got so much upside. So it was a purple unicorn. And if I could find five more of those, I'd be a very happy man. No doubt. Those are always the ones that to make the biggest bang. So um, you're talking about the fact that you had to slow down the rehab during pandemic, or I'm going to assume that you didn't have to, but you decided to because you were going to be cash thrifty just in case. That's right. That's exactly right. We just wanted to be good stewards and just be careful. What actually happened? I think this is an important question for people out there that are, live their lives scared to death. And uh, I don't know how many, Robert, how many apartment complexes are owned in Lifestyles members. There's 50,000 members. We've been doing this for 30 years. We're buying 200 or 300 of them every year. Throw the numbers together. When we come back, though, what I'm going to ask you is what actually happened during COVID? more intel from the files of Del Wamsley. It took me two and a half years to get to where I had replaced my earned income. Now you got to understand how that works. I was making about $70,000 a year. I was a supervisor of a health club and I ran six health clubs. Made about 70 grand a year. But after taxes, you take out the taxes, you know, you got income taxes, you got social security, Medicare taxes, right? Then we had to pay in for our health care benefits or whatever. By the time I took it all home, I was only taking home like $3,400 a month. Hmm, that wasn't that hard to replace. So two and a half years after I started this investing into houses, I was able to retire at 34 years of age. And I never worked another day. But you say, well, Dell, that's nothing to make $3,400 a month. No, it's not. Now I make $250,000 a month. We'll be right back with Robert Kenny the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Talk 1370. From the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we are invited in a guest that is going to be showing his property at the 2021 Lifestyles Unlimited Expo and Bus Tour. He is going to be one of eight apartments that will be displayed, uh, open-housed that you'll be able to go to and ask questions about and tour through the property. Each person that signs up for this will have four of the eight properties they can go to because we just can't get more than four in one day. So this uh, event is September 3rd and the expo is September 4th. 
in uh, Irving, Texas. So uh, with us here is uh, Robert Tibbon, and Robert has a 360-unit property he was going to talk about. He purchased. It's going to be on this tour. Before we went to break, I had to cut you off on the the, uh, commercial break. But I wanted to hear from you as an expert investor and as a lifestyles investor. How did you fare through the COVID year? Just leave it open-ended like that. What, What did you see happen, and how did you respond to it? I started in this industry in 86, and right when they did tax reform. So 86 to 90 was the worst period I've ever been through. People were offering two months free on a six-month lease and all kinds of horror stories. So this has been the second most challenging thing I've gone through, and I've tried to tell newer leads um, as bad as it is. It could be worse. But the last year has been very challenging, especially for the on-site teams between um, – a lot of people not paying the rent, and some people not paying the rent, even though they still had their job, never got sick, never had anyone in their family that was sick, but they just said, I don't have to pay you, and they ran up $8,000, $14,000 into delinquent rent. So it's been a very challenging experience on that front, but I feel like we've gotten through it. Most people, I'd say 98% of residents are you know, good people, want to pay their rent. We've worked with them. The industry's worked with them to help them make payment arrangements. So as much of a challenge as it's been, I feel like there is light at the end of the tunnel. We're coming out the other side, and we've got rent growth. Occupancies are good. So we're all hopeful it's going to be a brighter tomorrow. Well, um, you run primarily Class C or B properties. B. Well, class B. I'm just looking at the situation. The properties that that I've paid close attention to, both the ones that I run myself and then the ones that I'm passives in. We haven't had hardly anything. I mean, we had uh, John Boriak, which is a great operator also. He started to feel it for a while. You know, there, it got to that point where people were running out of money and so on and so forth, but then the government came through with different things to pay things, and, and we got through it. But the bottom line was this, Robert, none of the properties that I was in lost any money. Did you lose any money on your properties? No, not at all. And if anything, we've seen uh, the valuations go up, so we've all weathered it well. The, the secret is you've got to have enough cash reserves for potential downtimes to weather through it. But no, I'd say I don't know of anybody that's seen a loss of money. Well, I think there was a couple, but there were the people that would have had that loss. They were go- losing that before pandemic even started. In other words, they were in bad situation going in, bad managerial component, bad operations component, and so forth. And there was a couple of them. And then all it did was COVID just acerbated what was already there. So that's the negative stuff. Let's talk about the positive stuff. We are increasing rents again. You call it, you're professional. You call it rent growth. I call it raising the rent. <laughs> so are you back to raising the rents again? Oh, absolutely. On our new leases, like I said, the one property, uh, we've been going up 10% a year, but on new leases, when we do have turnover, I mean, we've gone up over $100 to $130 a unit. Renewals are getting 40 to $70 increases. Yeah, that's about what we're running, too. It's been said in the industry by many wise people that you make your money on the renewal not on the brand new move in. In other words, you've had to do a make ready, you've had to spend money to get that thing, you've had to market and you've had to pay commissions. Now you got a body in there. But if they just renew, and especially if you can get a little rent growth on the renewal, that's where you're making your money. Would you agree? Absolutely. The company I worked for, we got rated number one in the nation for customer service five years in a row um, out of millions of units that were surveyed because I totally believe that if you take care of the customer, 
you treat them with dignity and you just take care of them, um, they're going to renew. If they don't want to move, they don't want to incur the cost. And then all the expenses you just mentioned, the turnover cost, I don't have to upgrade the unit. I don't have to have vacancy loss, downtime, my maintenance staff stressed out. I just get the higher rent. So it's, it's a much more efficient and profitable model. You went exactly where I wanted you to go with that, and not because I wanted to put words in your mouth that would be unsanitary in these times, but um, it was a situation where I want you to tell us what you're doing to be the best product at the best price combination that allows you to have clients that want to stay. I mean, we, we try to do same-day service on service request, and a lot of this stuff sounds like basics, but it's crazy that I'd say 95% of the industry doesn't do. It doesn't sound like basics at all to me, Robert. That's the problem. That's why I want you to go through it, because the average landlord has no idea how to operate at this 98% occupancy level with rent growth. So go ahead and share it. They don't understand that. All right. Same-day service uh, request whenever possible. I mean, there are issues that come up like a plumbing leak or something that you have to contract out that takes longer. But on average, uh, you should be able to knock them out in the same day. And then office staff calls back to every single one of them to ask them, how did we do? That serves two purposes. One, the customer knows you care. Two, it keeps your maintenance staff sharp and on point because they know you're checking on them. We inspect what we expect. We walk the properties. We just do basic property management. You can't have a manager that's wearing high heels and sitting in our office. Okay, that's something very sexist. You can't have a manager that's <laughs> sitting in the office that you can tell isn't getting out and walking their property and doing the things that need to be done. So there's just a lot of kind of basic property management stuff that doesn't get done a lot. Have you uh, looked into or operated any of that software that um – you use for maintenance that hooks, we've got it that actually hooks it right into our property management software program, but where your, your maintenance guy is taking pictures of what's broken, they send it back, it gets logged into that property's file. Then when they fix it, they take pictures of what's been fixed and they get a you know, signature and a date and time on the card that's been done. And all that stuff gets logged into the software. Are you using stuff like that? Yeah, and there's also the angle where uh, you can use it for move-out charges where the staff can just take the picture yeah. and it automatically downloads into the program. So there's no dispute about why we charge what we charge. The automation today is unbelievable. The other automation that I find just incredible is the fact that people will give up their telephone numbers and they'll allow you to receive text. I mean, text is the best. You know, before you'd stick stuff on their door flyers on their door, it'd blow away. They wouldn't read it. They'd throw it in the trash. But, man, when you text people, they get it instantly, and they read it instantly. You use that kind of stuff? Yes, and I think the pandemic has forced a lot of acceleration of some of this technology stuff. As another example would be online leasing. Scared people in property management forever, but now there's so many ways where someone can lease online. They can have a set time where they go view the apartment by themselves. And we've actually found that sometimes, and I probably would be this way, I'd rather go see the apartment by myself than have an agent talking in my ear and distracting me. But you have a set time with a set key code. And I mean, it's all very secured and it's just really cool high tech stuff. And we've actually seen closing ratios increase. Yeah. That blew my mind when we shut our office down and they did. My supervisor said, we got to shut the office down. Our, our people, <laughs> I didn't say girls, our people are walking around out there with these people. And so we started what we call unaccompanied tours. And same thing, we just automatic locks. You give them the lock code and the appointment, whatever, and let them in. We did have one time a guy end up 
living there <laughs> for one day. We caught him the next really? day. But some, yeah, some guy just toured it and didn't leave. <laughs> Thought it was a nice oh, place to stay because I like this. I think I'll just stay. But no, just one person. But yeah, that is, it's almost like you're more responsive. Do you follow what I'm saying? In that now they come when they want. And before you had to meet them when you wanted to. And so right. a lot of the technology is way more responsive. And same thing with all the work orders and all that stuff coming through that technology. Now, Intel from the files of Dell Wamsley. You don't have to retire if you don't want to. A lot of people, they don't retire right away they, because they like their job, maybe. Okay? There's nothing wrong with that. All I'm saying is what we're doing is we're putting you in a position where you have as much passive income coming in as or what you have as earned income. And at that point, then you actually are free. You're financially free. Now, if you want to spend the time working instead of spending time with your family, your wife, traveling, whatever, well, then be a workaholic. There are age rules with the IRS as to what you can do as far as your 401k and your IRA. And then ultimately, the third leg of retirement is Social Security, right? Once you become 50, you can play catch-up ball, which means if you haven't contributed your money as much as you were entitled to put in, you could put in more. So here I am at age 50. I'm thinking to myself, I've got an extra 100 grand that I was able to save on the side, and I haven't put everything I can put in the 401k, but I've got money. I really like it. This money is mine. I can use it. It's free to take it and put it in the box. Boom, it's gone. Now you have no money. Any way, shape, or form, send me your financial planners. Let you and me go at it about how this is insane. You actually tell people to do this? Are you out of your mind? We'll be right back with Robert Tinning and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're highlighting the Lifestyles Unlimited Wealth and Passive Income Expo and the Lifestyles Unlimited Multifamily Masters Tour. These are coming up on September 3rd and 4th in Irving, Texas, and that's the 3rd and 4th of 2021. With me here today is Robert Tinning, which is uh, an investor that's going to be sharing sharing his 360-unit apartment complex with us in Bedford, Texas. And um, he is going to open this up and show us his expertise. Robert's got 36 years' experience in this. He's done over 1,000 units here at Lifestyles, but he's done tens of thousands of units over the last 36 years. So, Robert, as we get back here, share with us, if you would, what kind of really neat things are we going to see when we come to see your property? This property is, uh, keep calling it a purple unicorn, but for the price point we got it at, but also, it's in the middle of DFW, and it's on a very hilled, um, wooded lot with giant oak trees. It looks down on a private park with a private lake, ducks everywhere. I mean, it's just a, a setting you would never envision in Dallas-Fort Worth. So it's just a, a beautiful setting. You can walk literally out to the park. The floor plans are really cool. It's just the whole vibe about the property is just very unique. Boy, that does sound beautiful. What all are we going to be able to see? What are you going to have available rehab and ready for us to see by then, you know? Or are you just hoping it's all done? Well, if this rain will ever stop, we're about to start our full exterior paint, and we're excited about that because it's got a, uh, you know, everybody is loving to do these trendy colors on paint that look really good if you're going to keep it for a year or two. But if you own it longer than that, it's like, oh, that looks like the color they were using three years ago. And we've got some of those paint colors going on right now. So we're going to give it a really fresh update. We're redoing the office knocking out walls and doing some painting, redoing the fitness center. So 
on the brochure, we have before pictures. We're going to have after pictures. And obviously, people on the tour are going to get to see the new and improved. But honestly, it shows really well right now. This property has high occupancy, low delinquency, really good professional resident profile. But it just has so much upside potential. But you're going to see the lake, the park, and just the unique setting of it. It's just going to be, I think, a really great tour. Sounds beautiful. So are you going with the trendy colors or with a, a more traditional? Maybe it's because I've been doing this for 36 years, and I've seen the, the color fads come and go. Like right now, everybody wants to paint their house in the brick solid white, and then in three years, they're going to go, gosh, that's so dated. I tend to be more like the, the classic earthy colors. We just painted the 68-unit deal that had these bright orange colors and stuff, and now we have people coming in going, this is the prettiest property in the neighborhood. I just, I don't know. I tend to answer your question, go more for the classic stuff that <laughs> if we do own the deal for three years or five years, we're still going to be happy with the paint colors and not say, why did we pick tangerine orange? So I have to ask you, uh, just for the fun of it, do you pick your own colors? No. <laughs> I've learned that the hard way. All my taste is in my mouth. We get what? like Sherwin-Williams rep to come out and um, give us a bunch of samples on their computer, and then we throw up samples until we find what we like. John Ridgway and I, when we first bought our first deal together, we went for six or eight weeks trying to pick the darn color. And we went back and forth. You know the, you know the whole gamut, man. And finally, we agreed on this, like, an olive green with white trim, which is pretty traditional. I mean, you know, it's, and it's those earthy colors you talk about that just don't really stand out. They look good when they're clean, you know, brand brand new fresh paint. But man, I'll tell you what, but after we made that decision, I think we put that same paint color on four more properties because we just could not, could not decide what color to paint things. Even with the Sherman William guys coming out with the little computers, you know, and here's what yeah, this one looks like. It's hard. Yeah. So, and it's a yeah. big mistake if you make it wrong. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, especially when you mismatch the color to the brick to where it just right. looks awkward. Just, man, unbelievable. Roofs, did you have to put a new roof on this? No, the roof is in pretty good shape. We had to do some, you know, tucking and stuff like that, some cleanup on it. But, no, the roof is in good shape. We have a little bit of wood rot on the trim, um, but it's a 1984 product, so you expect some of that. Um, Flat or pitched? Pitched. Okay, that's good. We've had some plumbing issues just because it's in that very hilly location with some movement, but um, nothing really shocking. I mean, we did a good due diligence on it, so it's just a good asset. All right, so um, we've got four that day, so what's going to happen with you is you're going to get one bus, and you'll spend your time with them, then they'll leave, and another bus will come, and you'll get four buses that day. Or I think it might be two buses. I'm not sure. It might be two buses at each load. I'm, I don't know. See how much I know? I am the master <laughs> delegator of everything. <laughs> I'll, be on one of those, I'll be on one of those buses, so I know I'll be seeing it. Anything else you want to say about it before we uh, close down here? Because we're at the end of the show. One of the things I always love about doing these is uh, on every bus, there's always some of the investors in the deal who haven't seen the deal yet. So it's always fun to walk onto the bus and say, okay, are there any owners on this bus? And just see their smiles light up because they know <laughs> they're a part of this deal. Boy, that is so true, isn't it? And, I mean, I, I'm in the 
eight or ten deals I've never seen. I understand exactly what you're saying. That's wild. It really is. I wonder if any of the ones I own up in Dallas will be on the tour. And I didn't even think about that. I should look that up. That's a good point. All right. Well, I appreciate you letting us come on this uh, tour to your property. I know that's going to be quite a bit of uh, inconvenience might be the word for it. In fact, let me ask you that question. Is it more prideful to get to show it or more pain in the you-know-what took us to have to show it? You know, it's it's a little of both. It's great to be able to get back to lifestyles and uh, help people see it and feel it and get the dream. So hopefully it doesn't take them 10 years like it did me to get on board. But it is, uh, you know, for the team and everything else, that it's stress because you want to look your best. You don't want someone to go, God, did you see XYZ over there? But wow. So you want your property to look perfect. So it's both. All right, great. Well, thanks for coming on today to share this with you. For the rest of you out there, get onto the Internet and sign up for this bus tour because it sells out every single year, and I hear it's selling out even faster this year because we're going to Dallas where we don't normally go. So, Lifestyles Unlimited Expo 2021. Get on the Internet today. Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. What have you done? What skill sets do you master? Well, I have a college degree. Okay, well, we can get you in minimum wage. We'll start at the bottom, work your way up. But that's not what I wanted. What I wanted was to figure out, okay, how can I come up with a way to produce an investment that when it comes time to need to put my kid through college, that I will have the money if they want to go to college out of an investment. And so when they're done with college, I still have the investment. If I really wanted to be smart, instead of giving them the money to go to college, I could give them the investment and they could retire and never work a day in their life. Same amount of money saved over the same period of time, this child's lifetime before they go to college. Same commitment to come up with money but a different process remember it's not the money it's the lifestyle see you tomorrow thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley radio show teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained join us seven days a week can't get enough visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley radio show access past your podcasts and join the conversation Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.